Ubaldi Reports. With me is my co-host, Joe Bitts. And just to let everybody know, we're two combat enlisted Marines who served in Iraq and Afghanistan. And today, we're going to enter the world of Joe Bitts. Okay, so I did want to maybe... So go Joe Bitts. <laughs> All right, are you familiar with what they call a swear jar? No, what's that? You don't know what a swear jar is? If you curse... You got to put money in a jar. You got to put money in a jar. And we don't curse on this podcast. We might say hell, ass, or damn, but we really don't go out of radio guidelines, right? No, we don't. But you and I, I'm guilty as well, we have these certain things we say constantly, whether it's every show or a lot of shows... You're, you know, you're familiar with one who is one Jonathan Turley or a Victor David Hansen, but you also have this other thing, and it is a very important issue. It's it, 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 it's always coming, it's always coming up, but and we're very dedicated or we're very passionate about education. Very smart. Stuff. Okay, but it's almost and you say seventy percent. Deficient well, in grade level, every, like almost every show. The reason I say that. Well, because it's important. I, well, I, no, no, it's not just it's important. When I talk to people who don't follow politics uh, and I ask them and they go, did you know the 70%? They look at me like I didn't know that. Like yeah. I was working at Chick-fil-A. I know I say this as well. When they talk about the student loan debt, yeah. she she's a college student. And yeah. she goes, did you know? That when they passed the Affordable Care Act, a rider went with it, mm-hmm. which had nothing to do with health care. It had everything to do. They nationalized the student loan program. So the federal government backs all student loans. Yeah. The uh, students want loans to then go to college. The colleges know, oh, what do we care? We can jack the prices up because the federal government's going to back it. Students are always going to want to go to college. We're clearing. So in order to put like maybe the show, not in a sense a fresh and new because we follow on topic of what's going on in in the world. But I I like to think or challenge ourselves to maybe uh, branch out. We could say the 70 percent, but we have to say it a different way because I guess that's just that's podcasting or that's just broadcasting in general is that you're not saying one thing one time every single time because it just gets repetitive and people just well, block it out. But if we say one thing five or six different ways, people maybe start getting understanding of it. Almost 75% of African-American and Latino, Hispanic children are deficient at grade level in yeah. math or English. Or you can do it this way. You take 10 African-American children, mm-hmm. 10 Hispanic children, yeah. seven of them can't do English or math to grade level. Or you can say more than a third. More than a third. Or a quarter of the students because yeah. 75. But so here comes the jar. Okay. So I would like to propose, and I would really like, especially. I'm going to go broke. I know. My, my editor, Jimmy, too, he can chime in on this one. We need to know what certain, not bad habits, but mannerisms we have when we're talking. I know mine. I say the 70%. I yep. talk about student loan debt all the time. Yep. I mentioned Victor David Hansen. I mentioned Jonathan Turley. Yep. When it comes to education, I know you said it. I always mention my father having a fifth grade education. Yeah. But you've toned back on that too. Yeah, I've toned back. So it's there, and but like I said, I'm you're not the only one. I know there's something I I do it, and it's great that we have an editor because he can edit every. Well, that's a good point. I would have to think about what a Joe. Business. Yeah, yeah, because I know during recording, see Jimmy and his editing magic has this way of taking. I like to say so. 
I start every, almost every sentence with. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's right. You do. Okay, but what Jimmy does is he, you know, his magic. He makes that so go away. And well, I think the reason I do it differently because. I went through Toastmasters mm-hmm. as an example. Yeah. And they dinged you five cents for every and pregnant pause, but you had to be on. So I think we should have that kind of. Let's do that. Because I think the tighter our show gets when it comes to talking, the, the more it's going to grow. Because I listen to podcasts all, all day. Because in your job, I can't because I work at Chick-fil-A and it doesn't elude me to be put on the phone. Yeah. And like the, initially when it turns me off is that there's an audio thing. Other things are like when some guy really just all of a sudden breaks out into song or they used to do like, like references. If you watch a TV show and they say a catchphrase in that show and then it you just adopt it to your own and it just gets annoying because it's it loses its meaning when you shift your demographic no, or you shift your age range it does it does but i think we some of our podcasts i know we did one with lance christensen who is from the center California Policy Center, and we talked on education. And I sent it to a friend. She just, she's 25. Yeah. And she shared it with a bunch of her friends and family, and they loved it. Not because it's beyond just the content what we shared. Mm-hmm. They liked it that we didn't focus education only on college, only on those who graduated college. Yeah. Those who are much older, we talked about college. We talked about high school, middle school, elementary, K through 12, preschool. Everybody could relate to something we brought up. So yeah, there we go. See, I just said it. But you could, I could fix that by something slapping you. <laughs> I think we should go with with a jar. But the thing is, how do we do this? So we can have a jar, and we can put a dollar in for every bad habit saying we do. Or and that dollar, we can once at the end of the at one when we build it up after the end of a year or another hundred shows or whatnot, we can whatnot is another word I keep on saying. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so we can use that money to invest back in better product, or we can or in order to tighten our game up, we can donate it to the Democratic Party. Oh, then we're really tightening things. Yeah, up. we're really tightening things up, aren't we? <laughs> That'll be my look. You're going to be under your name. Oh, and just have that. You know, and that's for our listeners' sake, so we don't donate to the Democrats. But that and our like our challenge. This is like a that's a challenge to us. But however we spend the money, I really think it'd just be a, a, an interesting game to play amongst us. But also, I think it would get our listeners a little bit more in tune as well. Or something we could also do. We could ask our listeners. I know we ask them at the end to send us questions. Yeah. We can ask our listeners, what do we say a lot of? What is something that maybe annoys you or maybe you want us to say more of or talk about more? And I maybe I like going maybe I because we tend to wait till each other finishes their sentence. Well, yeah, but that's good. That is, but I maybe like maybe maybe a segment or a section somewhere in this podcast where it's almost like a boxing match. That could be when we do what we say at the end of the podcast. We're going to be doing Patreon. Yeah. Maybe we save that for our Patreon. I think Patreon was more for uncensored or yeah, more opinion. But I think we should have a, a, a segment between the show where 
we can interrupt each other when we're talking and it's allowed. And I think it would also get the listeners a little bit more involved as well, because they're going to be like, if you interrupt me and have a good point, they're going to be like, what was Joe getting at? Same thing with, same thing with you. What was John doing? Why did Joe interrupt him? You know, if I think we have to shake the cage a little bit. Yeah, that might be something we can shake the cage. I can call you. You're a freaking moron. Yeah. Government worker. Let's keep it tactful here. We could say, but so another thing that kind of came to mind is, I don't know if our listeners know this, but John was in the military. He was a Marine, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Joe, I was in the Marine. And as I were, and I think we should maybe build that. Yeah, we could do that. Or wrap that more into the show. Yeah. Joe stepped on something. Yeah. And this wasn't dog feces that he stepped (laughs) on in Iraq. I think we have some interesting stories. Yeah. And I think we can take those stories and we can somehow relate them to what's currently going on. And that's one thing that, that I appreciate broadcasting is that the guys I listen to will repeat the story, but when they tell it in a way, you're just like, Oh, I heard this and it's so good. And I can't wait to hear it again. And that's just kind of, I would, I would think maybe add some beef. Yeah, that's true. We could add some beef to that. And it'll be interesting to see what our listeners, and this may be a time for the listeners to get really, what do you think of our podcast? Because we've done about a hundred and. Five. I yeah. think we posted a hundred and fifth one today. We're gonna to have to get up with Jimmy here in a little bit because I think it's gonna be a year soon. Yeah, we started in June, so, so maybe our year anniversary special. And what I want to do, and I think I know how it's gonna go, but what oh, if we have well, not like a meet and greet, but like a an event? What if like. You and I say, hey, everybody, we're going to be at, you don't drink, so we need to find, like, a hangout spot. We can go to a place that you can drink alcohol. I just don't drink. Yeah. And we just hang out there, like uh, Cigar City Brewing. That's a popular one. And we maybe... House. Yeah. And we can either have a podcast going on as we're doing that, so we don't waste any time. But we also have listeners and or shows or even, like, guests who just hang on out where we can just, like, talk. And how many people I expect to show up to one of those events our first year? Two. You and me. That's about it. You can see that happening. But it's just, I think it's all about taking our listeners and wrapping wrapping them up in our culture. And, hey, you're with us and you're going to go on this journey for whatever we do. That's why I think the Patreon, what we keep on talking about, is going to be important because that's, oh, I like what these guys say. I like to hear more of what they have to say. Let me donate a dollar because one dollar that goes here is $1 less that comes out of pocket. And then eventually when it comes to our editing or video or stuff like that, it's you guys, the listeners that are actually fueling that. And we live and die by what our listeners feel the show. If we're not... Providing great content. Yeah. Our listeners aren't going to listen. And it's just, I, I just, I really thought going back a little bit, you have a great idea with the show that I think we're going to implement. I, I'm pretty sure you did. You t- if you talked to Jimmy about it was the, like the Q and A. Yeah. They would, Jimmy would ask us questions on various topics. Yeah. And then she can get our responses from there. Almost a, what's it called? Like a, not a board, but a, a panel. Yeah. You just ask questions on a particular topic and yeah. we can just. And there's so many, especially, I think... Well, nowadays, there's yeah. everything. Last, this year was like the perfect year to start a political podcast. Well, because all the stuff, everything's domestic now. Yeah. 
education, rate, whatever there is. And then you've got eventually foreign policy is going to creep into this because something big is going to happen overseas. Yeah. And you know what? I would like to see our numbers overseas. I, I There has to be some people that are you know, listening to us in a different country. Oh, and, I'm sure there are. And we got to find maybe ways of getting them easier access to to get a hold of us. I think maybe just saying ubaldireports.com email maybe they even though the name might be right in front of them maybe they don't know how to spell ubaldi reports <laughs> or or people are like people are like one click if it's more than one click to get somewhere or to do something nowadays i think they're like okay i'm bored i got to they just they'll move on quick yeah and we have a lot i think we have a lot of interesting but also some important things to talk about but i think we got to cut it up a little bit i agree yeah and then you know what some of the things you want to see i always like the, the really the more of the individuals that we can interview yeah that's what i'm trying to get to so we've got people we've interviewed before and this is going to take time as the podcast grows and get more subscribers we get more listeners mm-hmm. i want to reach out and i haven't reached out to just to thank them for some of their comments they've made on an article or a book they've read. I remember I reached out to the Hoover Institute out in California and commented on General H.R. McMaster's yep. book, uh, Battleground. And I just commented that I thought it was really well written. He didn't get into, you know, slamming Trump, but he did credit was critical of him as it was warranted on a policy mm-hmm. issue. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I remember reaching out to an article Jonathan Turley wrote about free speech and constitutional law. And he both these individuals reached out to me. Mm-hmm. They emailed me, thanked me for my comments and things like that. Yeah. And so I think... There, there's that that avenue for us, and there's we have so much. We do have a lot to talk about, but let's see more when it comes to guests. Okay, so you, I, I, I see one thing one way. You see it a little bit differently. So I think there's. Let's talk TikTok a little bit. All right. I'm 43, and you're 56, uh, but in better shape than you're probably a, a better. You're probably better shape than me right now. And you have what's your little what's your sight on that? I don't have a problem with TikTok. I just keep hearing this stuff in the news. TikTok, as far as I know, is a Chinese-based company. I'm just a little leery about signing up with a Chinese-based company that when it comes to privacy, personal information, that's my, I have nothing against what TikTok is doing. I just, I get leery about that. Yeah. I think it's going to be a gold mine for us in a sense of guests. Because we just discovered hashtags today. Yeah, on Facebook. <laughs> on I didn't Facebook. know that. Uh, hashtags, period. But we know we're just like, oh, hashtags on Facebook. And that's something you need here on out, especially with social media. So I think that we can segment our listeners or even find guests for the show. But you're getting like real raw guests. You're not going to get the... Lance Christensen was great. We have Travis Horn, Patrick Scott Thornton, Scott McDonald, they're, yeah, Jimmy T. Smith. We had a lot of good guests. Yeah, and they're great and they're ready to say what they want to say, but I really, you know, I think what I'm really looking for in the show is the opposition. Yeah, and, that would be good. And not to go toe to toe with them. I don't want to I don't want to argue with anybody. I just want to I just want to know, okay, here's when the, in the current administration, how do you feel? Why? And then convince me otherwise, because if you can agree with this person, why don't I see the same thing? And and then and I'm pretty sure that as social media develops, you're going to have more 
there's more avenues like that. And for right now, that avenue is TikTok. But going back a little bit on like other social media platforms, and we can get into it at the end of the show, is so Facebook said, hey, Trump, no more. You ain't coming back here. I'm going to make an evaluation in a couple months and see. Okay. And was some, I heard something yesterday on the radio is that when somebody does something like that, it's let them because they're actually just, in a sense, destroying themselves. They are. But see, that, but that's the whole point of what I've always said. The media is controlled by only a few people. And then Facebook, Twitter, social media companies, if they want to stop a story like they did Hunter Biden, they put a, a news blackout. No one knew about it. Yeah. Look what they did recently with the founder of Black Lives Matter when she was buying up all that property. Yeah. They put a news blackout on it. So it, they can determine what we hear and read. Yeah. And that's, I would say that's not right. And we always talk about. But it, that's not going to change yeah. because Section 233 of the FCC code, federal communicate, is not going to change. The Democrats control the House, the Senate and the presidency. And they that was a win for Joe Biden. Yeah. And it's just when we do get Republicans in the House or in the Senate and in, in, in the executive branch, it's not. We're gonna we're gonna be villainized because we want to take certain things away from internet. But even the Republicans, I was disappointed with the Republicans in beginning in 2017, and the reason why I was told they had all these plans, all they were ready to go, we're gonna pass all this. Like they kept saying for after the 2010 election, and then when they won the Senate and they got the House in 2010, they got the Senate in 2014. Yeah. It was, oh, we're going to repeal and replace. We're going to repeal and replace. Then they got there in 2000. They didn't have anything. They had to start from scratch. And I'm like, so what the heck were you guys doing for the last couple of years? Yeah. So it just seems like they are, they're just sleeping on on something. Like, Well, it's a great campaign slogan, repeal and replace, but you didn't have anything. Yeah. But and it's not like there's not doctors in the Senate. Mitch McConnell's a doctor. I think uh, John Barrasso, the senator from Wyoming, he's a doctor. You can't get something going. I just don't think they were. Yeah, they, yeah, they just weren't. They, they weren't fa- prepared. They failed in their job. Yeah, going into, do you think? But do you think they maybe were thrown off a little bit by Trump? No, I just think they failed in their job. They were there because even when Trump was running, they could have. What were you doing? You could have been preparing for the day that, let's say, Trump or whoever won the presidency. And then you had, here's what we have. That here's our health care plan. We plussed it all out. Mm-hmm. You had years to flush it out. And they didn't have anything. Uh, there was a former congressman here who lost his reelection in the primary. And he said, oh, we've got things in the work. We're planning. He goes, I've heard that before. Yeah. And nothing got done. I think the problem is if we really have to go... If we could really point the finger at maybe the country divide or where is this problem originating from, I I can guarantee it is coming from Congress because Congress is just divided. Like um, hearing things from other Congress people and the intelligence committee when they're having this little meeting and there's the Republicans and there's the Democrats in this meeting. Guess what? Nancy says, hey, Republicans, you can say whatever you want, but I'm not going to listen to you. They don't even have a say in a committee that they're because to. in the last number of years, it's become partisanship. Yeah. Republicans won't listen to Democrats. Democrats won't listen to Repo- Repo- Republicans. And that's the problem. And But the other problem is both parties 
are looking at what's best for their party. Yeah. They're not look like Obamacare. I don't care what anybody says. That was the horrible piece of legislation. Yeah, millions got health care from that. But millions also lost their health care because of that. Yeah. Millions also had their health care costs go up, lost their doctor, lost their insurance. Let's go into Obamacare just a little bit. And this is just surface stuff. We don't have to go into it deep. So Obamacare is originally called the Affordable Care Act. Correct. Now, who put that Obamacare moniker on? Well, that was put on because that was the signature issue of President Obama. Just an easier slogan to call it Obamacare. But was like Fox do that? No, or was it? Or was it like... It just it's a collectively, they just throw the moniker. Yeah, because they remember when Trump was trying to do his health care, and they were trying Trump care, Trump care. It didn't just, stick. You have a man whose brand is on every building. or Some uh, things do, but because nothing got passed. Yeah. This passed. It's just like in the 80s when they called Reaganomics. Okay, yeah. That stuck because it passed. Once something is signed in the legislation, whoever was the proponent of it, especially a president, and that was his signature issue, that's when it became Obamacare. So we got a few minutes left. Is there anything we want to talk about? Maybe, do we have like any... Well, but some of the things that we just talked well, about in the last five minutes. Let's leave politics aside. Let's, you know, we could talk about, like you and I, like things that we've seen through our experience in the military. You've been in the Marine Corps a lot longer than I have, but I just like... Anything you want to share? To get well, the one thing I've noticed when I was in the Marines, in the, I joined in the 80s. Yeah. 1982, December 7th, went to boot camp. Wow. Back then, it was a simpler life. Mm-hmm. The equipment we had was, you had your M16, A1. Yeah. Everything was pretty much from Vietnam, except for some of the weapons. Okay. And then as time went in into the 90s, you had the Gulf War. I missed that. My unit wasn't called up. Okay. But then when we went into... Desert Storm, what do I mean? Iraqi Freedom. Yeah. And what's the one? I can't even think of the Afghan one. Enduring Freedom yeah. in Afghanistan. Man, the equipment they would give us, it was amazing. Every time I deployed, I was like, what? <laughs> the? It was like the check was open. Oh, yeah. You got this and that and everything. That wasn't the case. What you had is what you went to war with. And I think when, when I, back to, by 2010 and 2011, you had almost. Those who were junior majors and below knew nothing of budgeting. Everything was GWAT, Global War on Terrorism budget. Oh, wow. Oh, just throw it in the GWAT. And then that slammed shut. And then when I was retiring in 2014, budget shut down. There was no G. Now you had to to budget where you were going to spend your money. So that now it's even worse because... President Biden's coming out with his budget or shortly thereafter for the defense, and it's going to be the same budget as last year. So they're on a austerity program. Yeah, I I was always, we always did ammo dumps. The battalion or the regiment would get their allotment of ammo, and they're just like, hey, see all this? See all these boxes of or 556? Five, five, it needs to disappear by the time you get back. And we would be like, uh, the M249 saw, you could take magazines. So we would like burn up through all that. It was just. Well, it, one time we did a, a shoot. Hmm? This had to been. 2006, because I remember I got back from Iraq in 2005. Yeah. My unit deployed to Iraq, so we were the, the ones in the rear. The officer who was in charge of our unit, he orders ammo, but he orders it for we had the full unit. So our unit was like over 250, but yeah. we only had 30 
Marines. So he orders ammo for 250 Marines. So I was doing some other stuff, and I was the ops chief and slash Sergeant Major. So we were down at the artillery base. They had a range right outside, and they had an ammo shed. So I go into, it was like getting to get a little dark. So I go into the shed to see how much ammo is left. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, how much ammo did you guys order? (laughs) They ordered 30,000. 5.56 5.56 ammo. We had 13,240 ammo. This is our machine gun ammo. Saw was about 15,000. There was only 30 of us. It was like we were shooting all the way into the night. And we blew up the uh, 240s went down. The saws went down yeah. because we were firing. We were like... Two million Chinese coming over the berm, and I'm like, "What?" The? And the colonel, the, the, the colonel, he it was he should have been relieved because he did that yeah. because he damaged all these weapons. But you know, officers get away with things. Oh yeah. <laughs> but the point is, I was like, "Holy smokes!" It took us out, and we had this training where. They would do certain training with the ammo. That went out the door within the first two hours. After that, everybody was just trying, let's just get rid of it. So they just, blah, blah, blah. The only thing similar I can relate to that is that when uh, we touched down in Kuwait, and they're like, okay, you guys are going to get ready to go into Iraq. And they're like, here is this big old bucket full of 5.56, as many magazines as you can have or you can find or you can carry, just fill them up. <laughs> and we were just like, it was crazy. I mean, that's, it was like a yeah. dump fest. I never dumped so much ammo in my life. Yeah. No, let's just go into how can the listeners get a hold of us. They can go to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. That's UbaldiReports at gmail.com. Or you can go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Type in Ubaldi Reports. Or if you go to your Facebook, you can go to your Bali Reports group, leave messages there. Also, we're going to be start doing live streaming of the podcast. We tried it before. We had some bugs we got to work out, so we're working on that with our editor. And, Joe, why don't you tell them what we're also going to be doing? So if you like this conversation in the beginning, so we got a little political at the end, we're going to do something more where we can curse and have a very opinionated conversation about what's currently going on in either the country or the administration, and that's going to be through Patreon, where you can donate as little as a dollar, and you can help support the show. And that's what we're really looking for, is the support, so that not only can we give you an extra show, but we can do more shows throughout the week. And we're not going to be able to do that unless help from our listeners and sponsors and other people that are interested in being on the podcast. Yeah, they can do that through uh, Patreon. Look out for the link. We're going to be posting it as soon as we got everything up and running. And we just look forward to giving you that version of what we do. Everybody have a great day. And keep listening to you, Bobby Report.